in April, I, we fell into a, a routine even in five weeks. Um, we, so we fell into it pretty quickly. And that was my biggest draw for coming back here. That was something I was really looking forward to is having good food options and a really good gym that's really inexpensive and good co-working space. So that was the big draw for me. Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Mikko Kraszowski, and welcome to episode 130 of That Remote Life podcast, where we hear from location-independent entrepreneurs and professionals so you can learn to quit the cubicle and live life on your terms. Today on the podcast, I am joined by my amazing wife, Sarah, to talk about why we've decided to base ourselves from Puerto Vallarta for the next six months. We came to PV at the beginning of this year and liked it so much that we almost immediately reserved a midterm rental for October through April. Now, here are the three most important things you will learn from this episode. Number one, why we fell in love with Puerto Vallarta so quickly. Number two, why we believe that Puerto Vallarta could become a popular digital nomad location. And finally, number three, Sarah and I compare Puerto Vallarta with other popular digital nomad destinations in Mexico, like Playa del Carmen, Mexico City, and Tulum. But before we jump into the interview, make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find a link to in the show notes for this episode. As you guys already know and have probably heard me talk about, I publish every podcast interview there in video form, and I also release original content every Monday and Friday about the digital nomad lifestyle, remote work, and online business that you can only find there on YouTube. To subscribe, just click on the link in the show notes or search for my full name, Mitko Karshavsky. Finally, I'm very excited to announce that I will be holding live office hours next week on Thursday. During this time, I will answer any questions you may have related to starting an online business and becoming location independent. I'll be sharing the time and link for this call with everyone on my email list. So if you'd like to attend the office hours, head over to thatremotelife.com forward slash nomad insider and join my email list. As a subscriber, you also receive my weekly Nomad Insider newsletter, which drops every Monday morning and provides you with a quick summary of the most important news in the world of online business and global citizenship. It's 100% free and is routinely voted as one of the best pieces of content I produce. So you guys, if you want to attend those office hours, I will only be sharing that link with people on my newsletter. So definitely subscribe at thatremotelife.com forward slash nomad insider but all right you guys without further ado let's dive straight into this week's podcast all right sarah welcome back to the podcast uh uh, we are currently located in puerto vallarta in our new apartment here uh we just moved in what like a week ago or something like that and what we wanted to do is just kind of sit down and record this episode and talk about why we really like it here in Puerto Vallarta and why personally I think this could be a really, really good digital nomad location and kind of get your thoughts on it. So um, why did we first, you know, let people know, why did we decide to come back here to Puerto Vallarta instead of going somewhere else in Mexico? Obviously, we spent a lot of time in Merida. Like what was kind of like our thought process around coming back here and like why are you personally excited about being here? 
So we originally, we've been getting in the habit the last few years of coming to Mexico in, in general for January and February. We called it, we branded it Jan Feb. That was the original plan. Um, so that just means January and February is a period of time that it was really cold back in Ohio, back in the States. And so we've been coming back to Mexico, uh, but we've been going to Merida, Mexico, which is capital of the Yucatan. We absolutely love it. Met some great people there. Um, and last year when we were doing Jan Feb in Merida, we, I think Nathan invited us over to Puerto Vallarta. He had, our friend Nathan had, foodie flash packer, had um, planned on being here for, I think, April and May. And we just decided to tag along for about five weeks. So that was um, back in April of this year in 2021. And we really fell in love with it. Um, and and what exactly, like, what exactly made you fall in love with this place? Not necessarily as opposed to Merida, but like, what was the thing that you fell in love with here that kind of made us want to come back here? I have been describing it as there's there's these staples like there's a really good gym there's good healthy food options there's a good co-working space a lot of variety in the food there's these staples that make for a really good routine and that is something that we've been craving and it's I think a you know a big struggle a lot of digital nomads is finding that routine and so we had just been craving it and in April I we fell into a, a routine even in five weeks um we so we fell into it pretty quickly and that was my biggest draw for coming back here. That was something I was really looking forward to was having good food options and a really good gym that's really inexpensive and good co-working space. So that was the big draw for me. Yeah, and I also think like this is one of the things that we talked about as well when we were trying to decide coming here or not. We both really like Merida. We really like the people there. We enjoyed the community the community <laughs> there. We we liked the city a lot as well, but the only problem was like A, it gets really really hot in the oh, Yucatan. It's so hot. And the other thing is that it's very very flat, and that's something that I noticed myself staying there for a long period of time was like that I kind of wanted visually something else. Like I wanted some kind of like like here, there's like the ocean that we're looking at right now. And then also right behind the ocean, there are mountains as well. And high and, buildings. And high they buildings. Didn't have in Merida, and, yeah. yeah. And like Merida, there was like, I think like regularly speaking, like the average building was like two stories. Yeah. In terms of height. You know what I mean, yeah. yeah. So it's like now here, it kind of gives it, it, it has more of this like visual diversity, if that makes yeah. sense, that I like a lot. For sure. And yeah, people go crazy for just ocean views and that's one thing where it's just a flat line of water. I, I don't get really, I don't really get excited. I'm like, okay, there's, there's water there, but I really like the, the mountains in the back. And there's just so, there's so many different levels of everything. And that's been, it's so cool to be walking on the street and there's just a giant mountain behind it. And, you know, being from Cincinnati, Detroit area, it's like, it's pretty flat. I mean, compared to this, it's pretty right, flat. Right. So it's nice to just get that real, you know, that real change of pace and really green too here. Lots it is of green. very green. Yeah. Um, I also think like, even though it's still warm, like I think this is the thing is like, it's not California, right? So it's not going to be like, it doesn't get cold at night. Like it doesn't get cool at mm -hmm. night. Like it does in like some parts of California, but even though it's still like low to mid eighties every day, even like I, it was funny, even when we were coming here, it was going to be like raining every single day. And I think it rained like for five minutes, like one day, you know what I mean? Just no, kind of like the weather just constantly the same. 
there was oh, really? that was but that was weird which I, I i love the rain i love like gray skies and, and cloudy and rain but the first week the one the one where you weren't here there was rain almost every day but it was for like a period of time it wasn't like constant yeah rain, which is yeah. cool I, I i like that i like a little bit of you know variety in the weather so that was really cool but. yeah so like it, even though it's kind of like still hot here it's still in the 80s there's like a nice ocean breeze it for some reason it doesn't feel as hot as like a Merida did while like Merida was like high 80s low 90s most of yeah. the time and it, it but it also felt like very sweltering the hot. one thing that makes it feel a little bit hotter here though is it, there's just it, especially in Zona Romantica I'm not sure about you know we haven't really spent a ton of time outside of outside of here stairs everywhere yeah. like inclines hill stairs which is great because one of the, our goals for coming here is getting health, you know, getting more fit and healthy and everything. So I think that's been contributing to that a lot. But it does make it feel hotter sometimes if you're like climbing a huge. We have this like huge, really steep thing of stairs right to like. Not as bad as last year. No, no, it's like the last, but it's like the last sprint to get home, and we're always just like, okay, you know, push through it. But that definitely contributes a little bit to feeling hot, but. Yeah, I think the other reason why I really like Puerto Vallarta, and this is something that I've even mentioned on like social media and like when people ask me, is that PV kind of, it's a big city, so it has all the amenities of a big city, right? We have a Costco, we have like two Walmarts, we have a big uh, movie theater. That big I really, airport. Big airport that's like well-connected. Yet because the city is kind of like spread out along the coast, it feels small in your own little part of it. So it's not like this like city where like all around you it's city, right? Like in realistically speaking where we're here in Z Zona Romantica, the town starts like five minutes down the road by the water and then ends like what five minutes up the street yeah. from us, right? It's like very long and skinny. It's not like a kind of like a big fat city. So I really enjoy that because even though it's a big city, it has, I mean, not like a huge population, right? Like I just came from Mexico City where it's like 20 million people, but it's like a, a, a decent sized city, but it feels very small in its in its own way and in, in, in the other parts of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's been cool. Yeah, I like it. So one of the things that I've been saying is that I really do think that this could be another digital nomad location because... I think Mexico is going to pop. I mean, it's already been, it's been becoming more and more popular ever since COVID. Way more people are trying to come down here to Mexico because they're working with like U.S. companies or clients or what may, or whatever. And right now, I would say Playa del Carmen is like kind of like the big hotspot. I don't know if you'd agree with me on that one. So I'm kind of curious to hear, what do you think comparing it to some of the other digital nomad locations like a Playa de Carmen, like how do you compare the two and like why do you personally like it here more than PDC, for example? I feel like here it feels a lot more local to me and maybe that's, I don't, I don't know if that's correct, but it feels like there's, there's a lot more like local people around and there's like these farmers markets that's not they're not just made for expats you know to to make them happy they're actually like good great farmers markets to go to um so i really like that aspect of it um and like i said before one of the biggest things is i think it's so set up to get into a living routine it's not a it's a big tourist destination but it's not set up to necessarily be that there's like an is, economy past tourism it's so it's so funny because like zona romantica is set up it's it's a 
touristy part of town. Like there are a lot of these bars that are catering to tourists and restaurants and everything. So it is, but at the same time, there's so many things that allow it to just be an everyday livable city that like allows you to get into a routine, which I love. I almost also wonder, like, do you think there's a difference between Playa del Carmen and Puerto Vallarta? Because I think personally, I'm wondering if Playa del Carmen is more touristy, whereas Puerto Vallarta is more expat-y. Like, I feel like there's a lot more people that you meet here who are like Americans or Canadians who aren't necessarily tourists. They're like expats. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's yeah. Playa del Carmen to me feels more short term, like a short term visit than than here. That's why I'm saying it feels more it feels more like set up to live here long term rather than more more so than Playa del Carmen for sure. Yeah, because, for example, like a lot of like the buildings around us. Um, they're kind of set up to be, maybe you're not living there long. They're definitely catered towards like foreigners, but they're not necessarily set up as like hotels there. There's a lot of like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, timeshares, timeshares. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean like the building down the street from us, they have a bar where like in order for you or no, the pool in order for you to, to use the pool, you need to be staying there or you must be like renting from an owner. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think another thing contributing to that too is the, uh, lodging lodging. Yeah. Like the rental prices, lodging, rental prices, apartment prices, everything is so much more expensive here than in Playa del Carmen. And sure you can find things for less money, but we, it's, it's, very expensive here compared to Playa del Carmen. And how much, I, you're kind of like the Airbnb expert. Like how much in, obviously this doesn't have to be like super exact numbers, but how much more expensive would you say would it be here in Puerto Vallarta as compared to like a Playa del Carmen? Do not hold me to this, but I would, I would argue at least double. Really? Yeah. I think, and this also just depends on, what like for for our like our standards of an apartment that we're looking for i would say, maybe not double i would say because for example 50% I would, more expensive it's it's so hard because the place we're in now is you can't compare this place to airbnb prices so right. we're paying $1200 a month for this place it's modern it's updated it's great great view everything but this place on airbnb would probably be $3000 a month Um, and that's not just, that's just for like short-term rental prices, not necessarily factoring the Airbnb costs in and everything, but I would say speaking in Airbnb terms, double. Yeah, I think, and obviously this is like one of the other things is like, I think Puerto Vallarta might have, like obviously the prices here in Zona Romantica are different than like the hotel zone, which are different than like another neighborhood, which is a bit more like local. Yes. So like, I think while yes, this part of PV might be more expensive, I think that there is more to choose from. So Absolutely. even if you're on like a lower budget, um, like I said, like not like $1,200, such a super high budget. And maybe that's something that you can take away is like, Hey, come here and stay at an Airbnb for a month or two and kind of like meet like, off airbnb you know places so that you can get like a better rate for a longer term but i think there might be more i think there might be more places available with more at like a different cost if you're willing to not stay in like a very specific spot for sure for sure so you just have to have that flexibility but 
even in um you know down down the road in a different na- neighborhood right next to us it it's a little bit more or a little bit less expensive but it's still like two three thousand dollars a month which is really expensive for a digital nomad um hotspot like a place where digital nomads come like traditionally that's really really expensive um so yeah i think that's a great option is just to get here for a week or a couple days even and like find something to rent here so scope it out beyond costs what do you think are some of the negatives or maybe things that like are missing from pv to become a more popular digital nomad location because like for example like to give you time to think like yes there's a co-working space here in town uh and everybody there is super nice it's a really cool location actually like i think it has like a spot it's really cool but i think it lacks a little bit of that community like i said there's a lot of expats here so there's like a very big expat community any bar or restaurant you go to, you're going to bump into an expat. There's a few local, like, physical businesses that are run by expats even. But I don't feel, like, a sense of, like, nomad community. Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel that. And I think one thing that, you know, being in any touristy destination that we didn't really get as much in Merida. It's not as much of a – that's more of a, you know, mm-hmm. expat place as we've talked about before. Um there, there are still a lot of tourists here, especially in the, the area that we're staying in. Um, so going anywhere, walking anywhere, um, you know, I have blonde hair. I'm clearly not from here. I can be clearly be pointed out as a tourist or an expat. Um, and people don't know I, I don't live here, obviously. Um, so I get very awkward when people are constantly trying to, you know, sell something to me or get them to eat at their restaurant. And, you know, shout out to these people who are just obviously trying to make a living and, um, you know, going about their sales techniques and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I think it can get a, like a little bit awkward for me just because I, I, you know, I want to, I always like smile and say no thank you and make eye contact. And I really make a point to do that just because I also hate when people just brush people off and, you know, walk by and, and be rude. Um, so I think that can get a little bit awkward for me, but that's just like a me thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's a you thing. I think Maybe not. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, like, I mean, even with like, I definitely agree with you that I like personally, like you're way nicer than I am. And I'm not mean, but I'm definitely more Eastern European in the sense. Like when people try to come up and like sell things to me on the beach or on the street, I'm just kind of like, like walk by. And I do think that it kind of gets a little bit like annoying after a while of like, you know, every time I walk to the co-working space, the same three people from the same three restaurants try to like sell me, you know, like a bucket of beers at like 10 a.m. or whatever. And like that can get a little bit frustrating. But this is where I'll say like it still is less than like what you'd get in like yes. Playa del Carmen. Like Playa del Carmen, it's like you can't walk three steps down the main alleyway without getting like. For sure. Like sugar for your booger questions, you know, But like left that and right. being said too, I, and we ch- just talked about this two days ago, everyone is so friendly here. Yeah. So like that goes hand in hand with like, I know people are, you know, selling, but they're so nice and they're so, you know, and even, even people that aren't selling anything, you know, just walking down the street, whether it be locals or expats or whoever, everyone's just says good morning and hi. And they're like with a giant smile. Like, I feel like everyone is just in such a light mood here, which is really refreshing. I love Bulgaria. From Eastern Europe, I yeah. love <laughs> Bulgaria so much. I mean, if you've ever talked to me, you know I love Bulgaria, but it can get a little bit like cold there, which is just, you know, and that there are their own re- they have their own reasons for that, valid whatever, but 
it's really refreshing to come here because I am like, you know, Miss Midwestern says hi to everyone I pass and, you know, I want to hug everybody and whatever. So it's really refreshing. Like, so I think that, you know, the sales techniques and everything does go hand in hand with that, which I also appreciate. So it's kind of, you know, um, it, yeah. What do you think about like, why do you person like, because there's a lot of these towns along the Pacific coast that have potential, right? There's Sayulita, like right up, like what, like an hour away from here, there's Puerto Escondido, which, and there's like a bunch of places in between, but what do you think, like, let's specifically talk about Sayulita because I think that that is a very common place that is like mentioned kind of like hand in hand with PV. Like, why do you personally like, or why did we, and like, let's talk a little bit about this together. Like, why did we decide to come here as opposed to going to like Sayulita? So Sayulita is about, we had a debate about this the other day, 45, 55 minutes, an hour away from, an hour up the coast from, uh, from Puerto Vallarta. And it's a, I initially described it as a sleepy little beach town and was like <laughs> hit with six messages being like, it's not sleepy. It's not sleepy. It's a party town, whatever. And I was like, okay, okay. And after we got there, I was like, oh, this is why. Um, and so we spent some time there in April and really fell in love with it. Um, really beautiful town with a great community. But, and we actually looked at coming, living here, for, living there for living a little there, bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Wi-Fi was a big, one of the biggest issues. Um, it's fine. It works. It's like you can do it, but you know, we both work with a lot of video and a lot of content uploading and it just would have been, we would have been pulling our hair out every single day. Um, so that was one of the biggest issues. Second, I think, um, like you said, we enjoy the amenities of living in a big city. We, we like Costco. Okay. Like we go to Costco sometimes we don't go a lot, but like we, there are things there that we like to buy. (laughs) The pizza is really good. The pizza is really it's good. It's like stupid good. And I said that to someone <laughs> the other day that like Costco pizza is really good. And they looked at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, like Costco pizza is awesome. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we don't fly out of airports a lot. We kind of are, you know, sticking to our home base here in PV a little bit. But um, just having that there is really those those big things there is really great. And I think those were um you know, when looking at Sayulita and PV, I think we just, our goal of coming here, as I've said, now this is like the third time I mentioned this, but our goal was to get in a routine mm-hmm. and we have that here. We have like five, four or five healthy food options that we can switch out, you know, for lunch every day of the week. We have that are like reliable, cheap, good things. We have an amazing gym that we're paying $32 a month for that has, you know, incredible classes. And so I know I've been... I've just beaten this point to the, to the, whatever. I don't know how you say that. (laughs) Like it's, it's, I think that is just like what we're really craving. And I think that is why, but that and the Wi-Fi for sure. I also think like the prices and the availability of places to stay that were comfortable were a bit more difficult to find even like even more so than here. I feel like Sayulita was even more difficult. It's to just find. not, it's not there. You can find it there, but a, you're probably going to be paying more for it. And B it's, it just doesn't fit the place. It's like this surf town, this kind of party surf town. And it just doesn't really, 
fit that. We wanted something, we wanted this giant, you know, island that we could cook on and um, just, it just, it just wasn't the place for us, um, which is not to say, well, we won't visit it a ton this year um, and get some more surfing lessons in, but... I also think, like, if you are somebody who's like, no, I want to go to Sayulita, like, first of all, yes, it's a party town. Like, yeah, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights can get a little, like, wild there. But I didn't find it hard to get out of that at all if you didn't want to. Like, we stayed in an Airbnb that was, like, maybe three or four minutes away from the center. And there was, was like, it was super quiet, super chill. Um, yeah, I don't mean to make it sound like a party town. There's, if you want a party, you can find it yes, there, but it's not sure. like you go there and it's like, if you don't like partying, you can go there and have like a sleepy yeah. surfer beach experience. We had that when we went that weekend, we didn't like, we don't rage or party. Like we're not those, like we can enjoy it, but like, that's not us. And I, you know, we had a really relaxing weekend, so I don't mean to make it sound like it's this like, right. Eh. No, I was just kind of saying like. The other thing as well, though, as like a positive for Sayulita is I think Sayulita has attracted more attention in this topic in terms of like digital nomadism. And because of that, like they have a Selena, right? And even though, in my opinion, the Selena there, like I didn't get to test it. So it's not my opinion. I didn't get to test it myself. However, I heard from people that like the co-working space itself, like wasn't actually that big there. It was far more of like a place to stay. Um, and that the Wi-Fi wasn't that great, it's still there. Like, having that as a resource in a, in a city or in a town says something. And, for, for example, sure. like, I just talked about this in, in uh, the most recent um, Nomad Insider newsletter, but Selena just made a deal with Volcom where they're going to be doing these surf co-work locations, and Sayulita is one of them. So this sort of, like, focus, this sort of, like, resource does add something to it there's also another co-working space there that like we went to that we liked quite a bit that yeah, was kind of nice indoor out one outdoor. yeah to look up the name of and it, um even though it's a smaller town like i still think in terms of like food they actually had quite a Great. bit of different things some yeah. of the best thai food we've had that right. the thai place was phenomenal um Good really bars, great like we, bowls like yeah. healthy bowls and smoothie bowls and um really good food options for sure yeah. For sure. We had a lot of good. So we had some good ramen. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So and the other thing as well is like like we were saying from where we are right now in Puerto Vallarta, which is sort of like the southernmost tip of Puerto Vallarta, we're let's say an hour away from Sayulita. 55 minutes, I confirmed. And so Sarah was saying that we're 45 minutes. Away. I was saying that was an hour. So that's why she's saying 55 minutes because she does not want to admit it's an hour. It is. It's literally 55 minutes. <laughs> but <It's> anyways, <laughs> what I was going to say was that even though we're the southernmost tip of Puerto Vallarta right now, the airport is further up to like further north. So it's even if you are staying in Sayulita and even if you do want to have access to a Costco, have access to the airport, have access to, you know, a big cinema, let's say it's like 45 minutes away from you, 40 minutes. Yeah. So it's not like insane, right? Like It's accessible, people, yeah. People drive that to work every day in the States. Yeah. So it's not crazy. The issue is you need a car. Yeah. So yeah, it would absolutely. get like expensive if like every weekend you took an Uber to Costco. It wouldn't be an, yeah, it probably wouldn't be an every weekend thing. Right. It'd probably be like a once a month Costco haul. Right. What are you kind of like looking forward to the most? I know that you've said the routine 
Um, obviously, you know, like, <laughs> I think everybody knows yeah. that I'm excited for we're the routine very focused so far. On the routine, I'm, I'm, we're, we're hyped for the routine. What are very you excited. really looking forward to? You know, this is kind of the first time that we've come to Mexico this early. It's currently November. So we're staying here all the way through to the end of April. So what are kind of like one or two or three things that you're looking forward to over this next six months, not including the routine? <sighs> took my first one didn't you um i think one thing that i'm really looking forward to that we've been i've been dragging mitko into this conversation all day is um this is our first thanksgiving in a different country this is our first ever time that we're doing thanksgiving in a new country uh, outside of the u.s and I thought that would make me really sad. I'm very attached to my holidays and my, you know, traditions and all of that. But we have like 20 people coming to our apartment for Thanksgiving. We're going to like cram 20 people in here. Um, and I'm really excited for that. And we've, I've been talking with Nathan, one of our great friends about planning this. Um, so I'm really excited to be surrounded by just friends and like people that I love and really looking forward to that for sure. Um, so that's a good one. And in also in saying that it's like, we're, we're staying here until December 20th. And so it's like, I count like the entire month of December and probably most of November as like Christmas time, you know, like we already have Christmas lights up. Yeah. They're, they're weak, but like, okay. Yeah. So like I, (laughs) I count like this whole time is Christmas time. And I've always said that I want to be home in the States with our families for November and December. Like I want to, you know, that was always a pretty sure thing for me. And we're going to be spending Christmas time in the heat in Puerto Vallarta and like, and it's going to be really cool to see. I always thought we'd be in, you know, Ireland or Prague or, you know, somewhere that's cold and Christmassy, like tradition, you know, in my mind, like this, I equate cold and Christmas together, but it'll be really cool to see how PV does Christmas up until then. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, I am looking forward to hopefully, um, overcoming my fear of the ocean. I'm going to work on that for the next six months, not digital nomad related, but, uh, very excited to hopefully, um, come to peace with the sea creatures <laughs> over the next six months. Miko's going to have to train me a little bit. So that's one more thing I'm looking forward to. Um, and another one is just making more connections here in PV. Uh, we're here for a long time and, um, you know, you said we're in, in in some ways lacking a digital nomad community outside of our circle. We're kind of lacking mm-hmm. that. And I think that is, you know, part of what we can do is what can we do to make that happen and, you know, find right. new people to talk to. And um, that that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I'm really excited. This is like kind of like a touristy one, but we know that like November through February or November through March is like the whale season. So I'm really excited to hopefully see some whales. I've never seen a whale in real life. I don't even think I've seen a whale in captive before. Uh, I've seen one at, I think I've seen one at a, no, we have, we did. We saw one at a, when we went to Chicago at the aquarium. Yeah. Okay. Remember we saw that we snuck into the, it's okay. You can. I'm I don't kidding, think anybody from the Chicago. It was like 2017. We snuck. We we went somewhere we weren't supposed to. And we were like in a whale exhibit all of a sudden. But yeah, I'm very excited about that. I think that's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to um, get a little bit more surfing done uh, and maybe like 
PV itself isn't really great for surfing for whatever reason. I haven't really been able to figure it out, even though like an hour up the road, Sayulita is great for surfing. So I don't really know what does like what changes that. Uh, but I am excited either way to kind of take some day trips up to there, some weekend trips, do some surfing. I'm also really excited along the, that line to like visit some more places here in Mexico and use this as an actual home base. So like I would love to go and see some of these like little towns down, you know, south from here. We've already talked about maybe popping over to um, some other bigger cities like Guanajuato, like Querétaro, you know, after Christmas, since we're going to be pretty busy up until then. But like do like actually having a home base here in Mexico that we can use to then go see some of these other places, because like this is going to sound so silly. But before coming to Mexico for the first time, I didn't realize how big Mexico was. <laughs> like I just huge. like you don't realize how much. I think like we as Americans just think of Mexico as like the Yucatan and you kind of don't or you you know there's a lot more of it, but you kind of assume it's far more homogeneous through it. And it's really not like there's a lot of difference. There's a lot of like all of these different parts of the country are very, very different. And that's why, like, I remember, you know, during COVID, we kept getting these questions like, how is Mexico handling COVID? And it was like. It has just been completely different across the board. And like any, any questions of it, like, is Mexico safe? Is Me- And it's just, it's so hard to, you know, it's like talking about the U.S. in general. Like it's hard, it's really hard to um, generalize it as a whole, just the whole country. So, but that's so cool. Like it's, it's yeah. been so cool to, and you've, I haven't been to Mexico City yet. You've explored that recently and I'm just, I'm pumped to, you know, Yeah, like I think it's also a good idea kind of before we wrap up to touch on the safety aspect because I know that's like a really big deal. Everybody always asks us if we feel safe in Mexico, like what is the safety like? And on top of that, there have been some, you know, stories in the news recently about um, unfortunately there was a shooting in Playa del Carmen where some tourists were killed, which is very, very sad. Um, So... I do want to touch a little bit on the safety and just in general, like how do you feel as a, you know, woman, obviously like it's very different to be traveling as a guy than as, as a girl. So how do you feel in terms of like safety, uh, generally in Mexico, but then also like specifically here in Puerto Vallarta? Yeah, I haven't, I honestly haven't really felt, I think the times where I don't feel safe, it's when I don't know an area or not like familiar with it or I'm um you know when we first got to Mexico and it's just all these like stories like rattling throughout my through my head about you know horror stories left and right um but I treat Mexico in in regards to safety and regards to walking around by myself and all that I treat it as I would in you know downtown Detroit where I'm I I'm from outside of Detroit, but we we're pretty close. So we visit a lot. I don't walk anywhere alone at night where there's not like a ton of people around. I I'm very, very, very aware at all times, but I'm also like that in Cincinnati. Like it's not just like Detroit, Mexico and like Chicago or like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm a very aware person, which you just are trained to be as a woman. You know, we've, we've had these conversations all the time and it's um I, I think just being really, really aware of where you are, but not 
not letting that get in the way of me living my daily life here. You know, I obviously like walk everywhere by myself during the day. And we, I think part of it goes into, you know, we stay in almost the middle of where we're like living and going everywhere every day. And, um, we're not super far outside the city where I have to walk by myself and whatever. So, um, I think it's just being really aware of that. Um, which is just, again, just differs between men and women so much. Like I, yeah. So. Yeah. And I think like even beyond like the male female aspect to safety, like Mexico, like we said, is a very big country. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the issues that we hear about in terms of safety with Mexico are not like throughout the country. They're concentrated in certain parts of the country. It's certain states. Sometimes it's certain like parts of a city. Like, for example, like Mexico City, like, and I've talked about this just because like, I don't know, it really bothers me when people make these blanket statements that a place is unsafe. Maybe it's because like, I'm from Eastern Europe and I think a lot of like Americans or a lot of like the West looks at Eastern Europe as this place that's like dangerous. And it's like really not like you walk around Varna like alone all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like for me, yeah, like perfect example is Mexico City. Right. Like Mexico City has a, a population of over 20 million people. Obviously, some of those characters aren't going to be very <laughs> cool. Right. Uh, but it's an, it's a city of 20 million people. There's neighborhoods that are perfectly safe for you to walk around in and to like walk around at night and to be alone and whatnot. And then there's certain parts of the city where you shouldn't go. Right. And you can read about all of that online. So I feel very much that like, to me in Puerto Vallarta, I have had like zero moments that have ever felt unsafe to me. And yes, this is me coming as a guy, but also like going further than Puerto Vallarta, like Merida is the second safest city in North America after Montreal. Uh, at least that was uh, last year and we came yeah. here. I haven't looked to see if that standing is still there, but you know, I don't think, and this is from personal experience, like Obviously, you should research wherever you're going. Make sure that you're staying in safe areas. But I don't think that you need to be more worried about Mexico just in general than you would be anywhere else. Like, are there certain parts that you absolutely need to be more, you know, aware of or maybe even like skip and not go to 100%? But just do your research. And I think like here in PV, I feel very safe. Yeah, it was interesting this uh, this year that we came here a couple weeks ago you weren't here for the first few days that I was here and you, you weren't supposed to be here for, I was supposed to be alone for a week here. Um, and that was really interesting. Um, just being here by myself. Cause like, I feel, you know, this like wing of protection whenever even Mikko's in the same city of, as me, it's like, I feel, you know, at peace and I feel, um, and so this was a good kind of test for my mental state when you weren't here. Um, and I, I felt really good. Like I felt like, fine. I wasn't doing anything stupid. And I was, you know, again, being really aware and you tracked my Ubers everywhere I went. And, um, but yeah, I, I really feel great here. I feel at home here and I I'm really, really excited for the next few months ahead. Yeah. Essentially like we're going to be here, uh, until the end of April. Um, maybe after that we're going, we have not decided what to do after that. Uh, maybe We'll stay a little bit longer in Mexico, just in another city. Maybe we'll go back to the U.S. Maybe we'll go directly to Europe. Like, we kind of don't really know what we're going to do, but, um, And that's the way we like it. Yeah, we just, yeah, and, like, we really like it here. This is actually the longest, the second longest we've ever stayed in a place, Mm -hmm. with the longest being 
Cincinnati during COVID. Uh-huh. Uh, but we really like it here. It's super comfortable, uh, comfortable in a good way. Yeah. Like that we can, you know, really focus, get work done. <laughs> focus on a routine. Focus on a routine. <laughs> yeah. We're both very excited to have a gym down the street that we can go to, to have like a kitchen that we can like really kind of a cook. Some of us more excited about <laughs> cooking at home than others. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to kind of like sit down. And since we just got here, this is like the beginning of our second week here in Puerto Vallarta, or at least like my second week, we wanted to like, you know, sit down, kind of talk it through and explain why we've decided to come to Puerto Vallarta because so many people are going to Mexico right now and are wondering like, where should we go? Everybody like, or a lot of people talk about Playa del Carmen. They talk about Tulum. They talk about Mexico City. And I like all of those places. Well, I like Playa del Carmen, Mexico City. Tulum is not exactly my favorite place in the world, but it's beautiful though. It is, it's absolutely beautiful. Okay, it's just, okay we'll yeah, get into yeah. that later. <laughs> I wouldn't, it's like one of these things where I always tell people, like, guys, I wouldn't spend more than three days there at Perfect. once. But yeah. this is why we like Puerto Vallarta. Um, and this is why we've decided to come here. So uh, if you are interested in coming to Puerto Vallarta, definitely let us know. Uh, you can find me at Mitkoka, M I T K O K A, on Instagram. And Sarah is at. Life of Sarah Jane. Well, I wanted Did to, you not know that? I knew that. I just wanted to let you Shoot. say it. Okay. Yeah. At Life of Sarah Jane. That's right. <laughs> testing and, you. And of course, uh, if you did enjoy this, if you're listening to this, uh, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Those reviews seriously help so much. And if you're watching this on YouTube, also subscribe. Uh, my goal is to get to 1,000 subs by the end of the year. I'm just going to create like however many you need i'm gonna like create a, a profile for Perfect. each yeah. one and then just <laughs> Perfect. just kidding i'm not gonna do that but all right you guys um thank you so much i hope that you enjoyed this and if you have any questions uh feel free to send them over to me on social media feel free to post them uh in the comments on youtube if you're watching this on youtube i reply to every comment unless it's obviously a spam comment uh in youtube so uh yeah it's been a pleasure and i you know maybe this is something that we can do in six months before we leave oh, kind of idea. doing like an in review episode yeah um so if you want to see me back yeah let Mikko know. yeah if you want to if you want to <laughs> have sarah more on the podcast let us know but for my wonderful sense of humor and shining personality that's right all right you guys we'll see you next week